Okay, I'm ready. Hi, this is Tom LaBonge. Hi. Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Okay. Um, thanks for calling today. You betcha. Um, you know, you just, so you just had an election. Congratulations. Thank you, Nick. And um, did you expect to win? Yes. Of course. You know, you, when, you, when you go on in the field, you expect to win, and you work hard to win and earn the people's trust. Um, so I've always looked at it, and uh, I worked very hard in the campaign, and my message is strong, and people supported me. What what uh, impact do you think that bicyclists had? I mean, was there? I know that uh, Stephen Box was, is a big bike advocate, and he was running. Um, to, Anyone who votes has a has a has a, uh, a stake in it, and that's the key. So if people participate, that's the key to being uh, engaged in an election. Absolutely, and um, so you're kind of a bike advocate yourself. Correct. And so, could you give a couple of examples? I know you've got the Fourth Street. Over the years, no, over the years, I've, I've been a cyclist. I'm a daily hiker in Griffith Park. You catch me walking in Griffith Park any morning between six and seven, almost every single day in the year. Uh, and but from time to time, I love to jump on a bike. Uh, during my 34-year tenure with uh, the City of Los Angeles, I've been very engaged in a variety of bike issues to improve the opportunities. But only recently has there been the momentum to really improve. Because my work dates back to when they did the first bikeway, uh, which was the Forest Lawn and extension of the Griffith Park North bikeway in, in between Barham and, and Zoo Drive. The Los Angeles River bikeway is instrumental in pushing. The Los Angeles River bike bridge, the Alex Baum bridge at Los Feliz was key to that. Uh, these bikeways along the river are something I've always advocated for and pushed. And then recently, with the 4th Street uh, bike way, uh, we're looking at a variety of other streets uh, for road diets, including parts of 6th Street between Fairfax and Highland, uh, parts of, or Fairfax and La Brea, uh, looking at Oxford and New Hampshire's north-south bike streets, bike boulevards, if you will, mm. looking to extend the Chandler Bikeway uh, west from its uh, stop at Coinga uh, and uh, Fountain Avenue with the city of West Hollywood. There's a variety that we're looking at to try to uh, put together the city. Does Ciclavia have anything to do with the the success of these? Oh, I think Ciclavia has a lot of celebration for all of uh, what's good about Los Angeles. Whether it's the marathon when people run through the street or close the streets for the bikes, I think it's real important. So, do you think though that um, that do you think that we're when are we going to get a, a a way to get from the east side to the west side on bikes? Was totally set. Where, know, what's the east side to you? Well, let's say East LA, the other side of downtown, or just downtown. Right. Basically, you have competing interest now on First Street with the uh, extension of the Gold Line, which is challenging. Then you go over to Fourth Street, which is a mixed flow street, which is challenging. And then you have 6th Street, which is uh, basically uh, four lanes with very little breathing room, very challenging. And then you have 7th Street, which is right off the truck route from uh, the interstates, uh, which is very challenging. So in any of the new bridges that are, uh, well, what I would say, rebuilt, you'll have to see them create space for cycling uh, that separates them, I believe, from the tightness of the existing bridges. The bridges are very tight. So these are 
these are kind of reasons why it's hard to get a dedicated bike lane. Well, from. right now, if you know those bridges at all, you have uh, you have four lanes only on the Sixth Street Bridge. There's no room other than what's there, uh, and uh, then you have the the Fourth Street Bridge, which is a big slow bridge. You know what a mixed slow bridge is? Oh, a mixed in the slow? morning it's three lanes in, and the uh, afternoon it's three lanes out. You know okay. that type of deal. They actually change it the center lane uh, on all those. But I but you know I'm open to if people have an idea, I'm open to look at it. I'm going to be focused in my district, which will mainly be hard focus on the Bikeway North. Uh, through the Universal City, along the river, not through the hills, which they are proposing. Through the hills, I support it only on the river. That's key. I, I uh, am looking at New Hampshire and at Oxford as north-south streets that are we should try to encourage bike activity on, which parallel major streets. I truly believe Los Angeles has big traffic on big streets, and uh, I always worry about the buses, the deterioration of the street caused by weight, and uh, the challenge to those who are on cycles, they try to get them on streets that are not as busy, but parallel to those busy streets. So, so, so do you do you see LA becoming one of the bike cities, the best bike cities, perhaps the best? No, I think you're going to see uh, Los Angeles. I think what happens at universities, you know, what I want to see is uh, USC connect with downtown and bikes. Mm-hmm. I want to see UCLA connect, you know, with West LA and Santa Monica City and. Uh, with bikes, and it's, it's kind of like a, a hub and a, a spoke theory for me, meaning you put all these spokes together, you'll have a system. And and, and a lot of it starts from universities. I like to see uh, uh, Occidental College in Highland Park. I've you know, seen the work they've done on York Boulevard with the bicycle corral and the bike lane along there. they got to look at Eagle Rock Boulevard as an option. There's a, Because the red car, a lot of these streets were wide, and uh, they pull out the rails, and now it's three lanes. Maybe they only could use two lanes and create that one lane for bikes. What's, what's the red car? I'm sorry. Red car was the mass transit system Los Angeles had up until 1961, oh, yeah. which were which were called the red car. They were run by what was then the MTA, not the same MTA that we have today. And it was a very significant transit system, one of the best in the nation. But after the war, there was nothing but land and cheap gas, so they destroyed the system, and we lost that opportunity. The uh, Chandler line in uh, in the valley for the Orange line, that's an old freight line. So so using rail lines and, and you know, make rails to trails, bike rails, if you can. If you can. Yeah. It's, uh, it's up to the people to push for it. Everybody, but there's competing interests, whether it's the motorists, whether it's the pedestrian. You know, right now, I'm concerned about safety for pedestrians and cyclists because a lot of people are riding on on sidewalks, and there come, becomes a, an old overload. And I think the bike's got to take their rightful space, but we've got to create that space for them uh, in the traffic flow lanes. Uh, I've traveled the world and seen other cities, and primarily dense, more densely populated cities, more transit-dependent cities where they have been more accommodating for cycling. That's why in the district I represent, looking at streets like Oxford, Commonwealth, if you will, uh, on the east side, uh, Oxford, New Hampshire, uh, north-south streets, and then complementary east-west streets to try to create the space for people to ride. Well, it seems like if you just had like a, like, uh, if you could just give people a way to go from, from 
one end of the city all the way to the other. You know, it would. Do you do you think? Do you believe that uh, if you if you build it, they'll come? Do you believe that, or do you believe that we need to? Uh, yeah, I got to make it safe. You know, because people are uh, are riding in a variety of ways. Whether they're riding on the sidewalks right into the streets and then back up the sidewalks, whether they're riding on the wrong way of the street, which I've seen a number of times. Uh, whether there is not any space or there's just a gutter, uh, which is bad for anybody riding uh, on a decayed street. Yeah. So, but basically, I think to be successful in a city of 472 square miles, you got to do it inch by inch, row by row, and you got to start in neighborhood to neighborhood. So, if Occidental College and Eagle Rock connect to Pasadena and Glendale and to Silver Lake, that's one thing. And it's uh, and then they connect. Silver Lake connects with Hollywood and West Hollywood. That's another. And then that connects with Miracle Mile and and Southwest LA. That's another. So it all hobbles together. What about a freeway? I mean, the, the cars get a freeway. Well, the cost is extremely expensive, so yes. and the uh, the taxes that you pay for freeways uh, now is being challenged because more people are yeah, no more people are driving uh, uh, less miles or whatever the you know because of the cost of gasoline. So it's the cost. See, when they had the red line, no, excuse me, the red car, that if there was a visionary then to speak up for those right of ways to create right of ways for transit and for bicycles. It'd be a lot easier, but right now it's challenging. So, um, how much do you want to pay? Of my personal taxes? Yeah. For a bike freeway? In addition to what you pay now. Well, you know, I'll, I'll be willing to chip in. I know, but what percentage? How do you work it? You know, right now we used to have bike licenses, but now that's been discontinued. So, trying to find a revenue source for anything that we do is a key to the future success of. Uh, of anything the government does. What what? Other Where do you city? live? I live on and near MacArthur Park, actually, Ed Reyes District. On what street? It's Sixth uh, and uh, Carondelet. Right, very tight through there, right by uh, Rampart, right? Yeah. Yeah, very tight. Sixth Street is, and then you have to compete with the buses, which are tight. So. I was I was going to say uh, yeah well, so so where do you add the bike lanes? That's the challenge, you know. That's the challenge. Do, do you have any ideas that, that are really exciting to you? Uh, I think if you look at uh, the north-south streets, like I said, of Oxford and of uh, New Hampshire, certainly the Los Angeles River, uh, mm -hmm. uh, for me, is mm -hmm. key. Fountain Avenue west of Bronson is key because you could do things there. There's you could do things on, on Fountain? Uh-huh. Because right. it's got... Lane configuration with West Hollywood. I've talked to the city of West Hollywood. So there's a lot of things that got to be done, and then you've got to work with the community because sometimes you may impact their parking, and parking is a challenge for both residents and businesses. So there's a variety of collaboration that has to be uh, done. So, and with the budget cuts, you've been in, in the city government for, what, like 35, 45 years? Yeah, a long time. Do, do you, uh, how do you see these budget cuts? Like how's, how's Real severe, but there is a, a commitment by the mayor and the council to use uh, the prop uh, R funds for uh, for transit. Yeah, so that was a commitment. You know, familiar with that? Prop R, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what is it, like $30 million? I believe that's the number. Over? Measure R. Over 20 years or something? Right, right. And 
So is, are we experiencing the, like a, what could be a renaissance in uh, transit in L.A.? Oh, I, I think you in a variety of ways you are. Where, the, where people are because the, the price of gasoline mm-hmm. uh, drives people. Uh, I think you're seeing also uh, the motivation of the youth. Instead of getting an old, you know, 57 Chevy, which yeah. was what in my time, I'm, I'm 57, so I could say that. If you had a 57 Chevy, you were the coolest guy in high school. Now if you've got a sharp bike... Uh, and ride it, you're the healthiest guy in high school. But a lot of the youth are riding our bikes on the streets, which, again, builds a constituency, and it changes the values, which is good. Everybody's got to be uh, aware of each other and be uh, respectful of each other as we move in the public way. Okay. So uh, what's coming up for, for like, the bike events that we should that we should be aware of that you'll be at? Anything, anything in the works? Every summer I do bike tours, every Wednesday night, starting in June. So Todd will, from my office will keep you posted. Okay. It's a fun ride, not a race. And that's a big thing that uh, I do to help share the city. I think one thing on a bicycle or on foot or on top of a double-decker bus, you see the city in a different way. The one thing about Ciclavia, and I've traveled 7th Street a thousand times, in my life, but I never rode a bike on 7th Street. I rode them up through the 2nd Street Tunnel, down Sunset, over 1st, but I never gone down to 7th Street. When I rode on 7th Street, I remarked how beautiful those buildings are. Mm-hmm. And you get that from a bicycle's view, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's one thing that uh, causes people to enjoy the city more. Um, yeah, I, I, Via was was an amazing experience. And right. I, and it, and so there's so much support for for it in the in our government. It seems like. Well, there's yeah, there's support for a lot of good things, but the competition for the dollar is the key. Mm-hmm. And let's say when you do uh, a street reconfiguration, you have a storm drain system that's there, and to move that is very expensive, or or curb lines. It's not an inexpensive. Uh, Method. Although there's some, though, that is just paint, which is much more inexpensive than moving a, a sewer or a, a utility cover. Well, yeah, and but it, that's another question I, I wanted to ask is that even with something like paint, you know, something that seems so reasonably, relatively inexpensive, right. things take so long. Well, you got to look at all the factors so, and how they affect things, and our and we have had a downsizing of those who are responsible. And when we do something, you got to do it to make sure it's done with some procedure. So in the event you do get a, uh, someone who feels the city was unjust, and there's a lawsuit, you have to have a, some coverage of process to state why we do what we do. So, so that's why they, they have to... Study stuff. But, but, but haven't they used this paint for the showers, like in a million places? Do they need to really... Uh, I'm talking about, like, let's say 6th Street, where you live. Yeah. Okay, basically you have... Uh, a number of intersections that have small pockets for left turns. You have a pretty good busy bus line out to uh, Wilton on Sixth, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a potential street if they really if they if they move the buses from Sixth to Third, let's say, because Third's a bigger street. Potentially, possibly, you could create something on Sixth Street because it does have limited bus action, but this bus is enough there. You know, so you got to look at those type of things. Um, I got a couple questions from uh, listeners to this uh, 
mm-hmm. to bike talk. Well, why is LA behind Orange County in miles of practical bike lanes and bike paths? Because Orange County is much younger than Los Angeles. Los Angeles is much older. Mm-hmm. You know, the city, the basic city of Los Angeles was laid out in 1781 and years after that. Hoover by Fountain by Exposition by Eastern. So the origi- original city grid. And then the and then in the years following the late 1800s and beyond, the streets grew west, south, north, and east. But in the process, though, it was driven mainly by the automobile as far as engineering. So there wasn't the vision to create a bikeway like there was once uh, from Pasadena down through the Arroyo to downtown. That would have been great if that kept. That was your bicycle freeway. Right. But, but what they could do then, we couldn't do again? Cost is real important. And then there's fixed engineering. I'm sure it's some spots. But in Orange County, remember, that was a virgin land. And it's sometimes easier to do things on virgin land because mm-hmm. you plan it right from the first spot. Um, what about the bike equestrian controversy in uh, Griffith Park? Have, have you still... Have you... Absolutely, yeah. You know, bikes do not belong on the dirt trails in Griffith Park. Those are for the equestrians. There's 56 miles of equestrian trails. And the horses are an important component to nature. And also on those same trails, people walk, run, walk their dogs. I believe it would be over. Uh, it would be a challenge to have a multi-use in the park. And as a daily hiker in the park, I'm extremely familiar. And in the past, I've engaged and had conversation with those who've ridden bikes there. And some have no... Uh, uh, problem when explained that Mount Hollywood and Vista del Val are, are roads closed to cars so they can ride on them. Uh, but others, you know, have a different feeling. But it's not controversial. It's it's pretty clear uh, that bikes do not belong on the trails in Griffith Park, and I support the horses. Okay. Uh, do, they, do, the, do the bikers have kind of paths somewhere nearby? Uh, I, you know, they do up in the Angeles, they do at state parks, but in Griffith Park, which is our, quote, central park, which has more hikers, there, there, it would be impossible for me in, in good conscience to support uh, multi-use trails uh, for Griffith Park. Do you, who do you like to work with in, in city government and city council uh, when it comes to bike issues? Who else is... I work with anybody who uh, wants to work. Ed Reyes on river issues, which is good. Eric, our city's a champion. Mm-hmm. I work with Eric a lot uh, on issues. Bill Rosendahl, Janice Hahn, wonderful person. Bernard Parks, head of the Finance Committee. So I work with everybody. That's good. Um, And you're chairman of the... Arts and Parks Health and Aging Committee. So that seems like an extremely important uh, position. Yeah, it's a big honor to be on the city council and to be able to contribute to the city. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Lebrange. Hey. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or let no, us know? we'll go. Okay. We'll get you on one of my rides this summer. And where'd you yeah. grow up? I'm from New York City. Yeah. So New York has been able to do a lot of things special. Yeah. And those big wide boulevards that run north and south help. Or the avenues. Yeah. The avenues are north and south, right? The the yeah. That's yeah. Right. Sixth Avenue and Third Avenue, all that stuff. Um, so, well, maybe good. We How do you like L.A.? Well, L.A. is uh, is is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Good. I'm glad you like it. We'll meet again sometime. Okay. Thanks. Todd, Thank we'll you. be in touch. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was Tom Babange. And this is Bike Talk. Zed, you want to do a little uh, follow-up here? Which mic? Uh, they're all on. This all right. is Zed No, a DJ at Kill Radio. You were just happened to be here, and you're a friend of Tom LeBonge. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, Tom and I, um, even though we're uh, a couple of years different in ages, uh, graduated from the same high school in uh, the Las Feliz district, uh, John Marshall High School, where uh, he Older or younger, you? He is younger than me. <laughs> he okay. was actually a running back uh, for the Marshall football team, and... Um, he shows up uh, at all of our, uh, our alumni events. He's a good booster for the school. Um, Do you remember him in, in high school? Um, or were you, did you just come to know him after, mainly? Uh, actually, um, I got to know him uh, because uh, I've been involved in going to city council meetings, making public comment on things of, um, of importance to me and to a constituency I represent called older adults. Those people 55 and older living in L.A. and then trying to uh, not be overlooked because sometimes we are retired, semi-retired, and we don't necessarily uh, are considered as a primary uh, resource, uh, revenue resource for the city, unlike uh, younger adults. But uh, no, Has um, he been uh, responsive? Um, have you brought up things that you were con that you were interested in? And uh, one of the one of the one of the core issues that that I speak about all the time is affordable housing for older adults. Um, mm -hmm. And um, he has mentioned in the past that LA supports something called slow growth. Now, slow growth uh, in a city that has millions and millions of people. Desperate for housing, uh, uh, according to the latest census, uh, about 55% of all older of all adults uh, that were in the census on that took the, uh, answered the census in in the city of Los Angeles are 55 or older. And uh, one of the yeah. one the more important statistics is that. Um, if you're on a fixed income, you're not supposed to be more than 30% of your income or a monthly award for rent. And um, unless you're living down on Skid Row, um, the market rate for average apartments are um, more like 75% of whatever money you get in the form of a uh, Social Security award. So 30% versus 75% uh, and um, uh, our mayor has talked about that over the, his, la his present term of office 
that he's created over 26,000 affordable housing units. Um, that's okay, an interesting so, number. So, and you've talked to Tom LaBonge about this? Um, Tom has said that um, these are planned units. A lot of them are refurbs that uh, there's money been set aside uh, to refurbish them to be accessible and have, uh, you know, uh, for older adults with special needs to live in. But just because you have set aside money, it could take up to eight years from the time the money is allocated until the unit is actually uh, ready to be moved in. So saying you're creating, it's it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Well, I'm not sure that I asked him all the things I needed to ask him about. Uh, I didn't ask him about the bike plan, and I'm getting emails from a listener about uh, bike plan being bike plan being less expensive than than the red line and all that. So, but I I did ask him a few questions. I think I I find it interesting that he said that there that. There, he doesn't agree that there should be uh, bikes allowed up on the um, yeah the hiking pass up in Griffith Park. Now Griffith Park is the money to the, to maintain parks and recreation comes from everybody's taxpayer money, not just from hikers or 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 uh, people that are equestrians. So yeah. I think if you pay if you pay taxes to maintain a specific site, then you should be entitled to have access. Mm-hmm. Now, if he would have said no motorbikes, you know, I could have agreed with that, you know, because because motorbikes tend to tear up uh, a lot of a lot of uh, landscape as people use them. But but uh, somebody on a bike uh, versus somebody hiking, uh, you know, bicycles do come with bells to uh, alert people that you're behind them. So if you're courteous, you know, and attentive, uh, I think there should be there should be equality uh, of use for both people that are pedestrian and for bikers. Well, I'm you know what? He's he's going to hear you say that. I hope I hope it does not gonna I hope he get does. in the way of you t- of your relationship. I hope he does. Well, you know, uh the thing is with poli- with politicians and people that that have relationships with politicians, one of the things you're supposed to do is to agree to disagree. Right. Uh, be, right. You know, so... Got to get things done. <laughs> Thanks for letting me... Uh, Thank you, Zed. Uh, ...give a comment here. All right. That's good. 